With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Give the gift of choice this season with multi-store cards at giftcards.com. With multi-store cards, treat them to dinner, movies, or shopping on one convenient card. Featuring all your favorites like Macy's, Alta, and Lululemon. It's a great gift card everyone will love. For last-minute gifting, choose the Happy Holidays or Holiday Favorites e-gift, delivered straight to their inbox. Purchase multi-store cards today at www.giftcards.com slash multi-store. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. If we did that, then we could lock down for four to six weeks. And if we did that, we could drive the numbers down. Here's Jerry Callahan. All right, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. It's uh, November 12th, but pretty soon we're going to get locked down again. And this time, I'm going to tell you, this is a Biden lockdown. This is the Biden lockdown. It's going to be, uh, according to Biden's guy, it's going to be strict and serious. Just like Australia and New Zealand, it's coming, people, and it's going to be fun. But that's that's what uh, everybody voted for, and it's no problem for me to keep my uh, Thanksgiving uh, dinner uh, uh, gathering under ten people because I don't even know ten people. But uh, it's going to be tough for some people. They can't have more than ten people, and they're gonna they're gonna be checking. They're gonna go door to door and knock on doors, especially if you're of the Jewish faith and you're in New York. You had better watch out. You might have to, like, hide someone up in the attic when Andrew Cuomo and de Blasio, those anti-Semites, come for you. Hey, Jeffrey Tubin got fired. What's the world coming to? You can't give it a grab on a Zoom call without losing your job. Uh, uh, Thomas Friedman, New York Times, Moonbat, has a solution for the uh, – or has a, has a way that uh, liberals can uh, win those two Georgia Senate races – I'll run that by my uh, political analyst, Turtle Boy. And uh, we got the biggest dink at the Boston Globe. That is like, that is something. That is uh, like um, being the uh, the tallest guy in the Lopez family. That is an, that's like being the hottest girl in the Kardashian family, to be the biggest douche at the Boston Globe. But we'll tell you who that is. <sighs> we got a lot to get to here on the uh, day after Veterans Day uh, on the Callahan podcast brought to you 
as always, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Cullinane is here. Turtle Boy's here, and he looks grim. You look, you look, uh, we got, we're doing our Facebook Live thing, and you look bummed because you know, you know, remote learning, virtual uh, classrooms, they're not ending anytime soon. This people have spoken. The American people voted for more lockdowns, and they're coming. And look at Turtle Boy's face. He's like, God, no, no. I actually, I think right before the show, I told him how many viewers we had on Facebook Live yesterday. He wants to be the only guy who drives viewership on Facebook Live. He's pissed off about that. That's what well, I mean. It's Shattuck. It's, he's such a good looking guy that I think a lot of women tune in just to watch Shattuck, you know, look just to look into his eyes. He's very uh, handsome. Yeah, hey, actually, actually, before we get dive into it, he has one. You weren't going to get this shot, Turtle Boy. We get your master's prediction because we're in a rain delay. I wasn't going to allow it because it would have started already, but we're in a rain delay, so we can get your master's prediction, Turtle Boy. Uh, that fat guy Jerry hates that uh, hates that one one a couple years ago. The one that's agreed. Uh, yeah, him. that's we'll a go good with choice. Him. That's a that good is. choice. He's the one guy that people root against. There's not a lot of villains in golf, although I think Bryson DeChambeau is getting there. I kind of root people. for him. But you can root for Patrick Reed, the guy who had his own parents kicked off the course because his well, wife. Well, it was his wife. It was his wife. He's just. His wife, you know. I know, but how henpecked can you be? His parents come to watch him play. I think yeah. it was at Pinehurst, and they and he saw, he found out. They bought tickets and showed up. He found out and had them removed from the premises. What a low quality. Yeah, he's interview. a coward. He's you can. That's a good pick. I don't know what his odds are. He's got to be a fairly high up there in the uh, in the odds. But I got uh, who do I have? Xander Shoffley. Shattuck has Patrick Cantley. I signed him. And um, who? I know you wanted Sergio, but who'd you pick when Sergio? I, I, I picked Dustin Johnson. My wild take was that uh, Deshambo will not make the cut. I am revising okay. that take. I'm revising that take. He's going to make the cut. I didn't factor in the rain because the long ball while it's raining. I, that's that's a big key. That's a it's going to be weird because it's November. Obviously, that's weird, and the azaleas aren't blooming. But it's also they don't have as much daylight. There's two and a half hours less daylight, so they're going to be hustling. Just to, and, and Deschambault's the slowest. It's going to annoy a lot of people because they. It's going to get dark early, and normally on Sunday it's like what six thirty seven o'clock when the fin- winners are finishing. It's going to be yep. middle of the four o'clock games. And they're going against the NFL. That's not good. Unless Tiger is playing, you know, in the final group against DeChambeau, they're going to get crushed in the ratings by the NFL. Even though it's the Masters, it's the best TV sporting event there is. I can see how excited Turtle Boy is to watch this guy, Patrick Reed. Um, the NFL trounces everybody. So it's going to, not going to be good for them if they're going against the four o'clock slate uh, on Sunday for TV viewers. Although. And I assume the weather's not going to be great, so people are going to be stuck inside. Actually, the law is going to force them inside. It's a you can't go. When do these uh, Biden lockdowns begin anyway? I mean, I know they begin now for Jewish people in New York. They they're not allowed to go outside, but for everyone else, 
the Biden lockdowns begin when? After uh, I will never participate. I will be resisting, Jerry. The resistance has begun and they will begin with the lockdowns. I will not be locking down at all. I will be ignoring especially the Thanksgiving requirements, which are hilarious. Have you read them? I have. And you are you're allowed 10 people. I mean, it depends what state you're in. But let's be honest. These governors, these tyrants, they compete to see who could be the strictest. And Cuomo has said you can't have more than 10 people. Gavin Newsom in California said you can't have more than three three people from three different households. And the maximum time they could spend in your house is two hours. And in California, they said it can't be outside or inside. So you could have 10, you can only have 10 people at a picnic table in your backyard in California if you live in like the rural, you know, know, whatever, central California. But it's Uh, not just, Jerry, it's not just California. Like these are CDCs. CDC is a national organization. These are things on their website that they want you to do for Halloween. They want you to plan ahead and ask guests to avoid contact with people outside their households for 14 days prior to Thanksgiving gathering. So you have to literally quarantine before Thanksgiving so you don't infect anyone. You have to treat pets as you would other human family members. Don't let them interact with people outside the household at Thanksgiving. So if you have friends over and you have a dog, <laughs> keep it locked up. I hold mean, here's on, another- hold, on. Yeah. hold on. You're reading the CDC website and they it's say just- you can't interact with pets? CDC. And- doc- you can interact with your own pets. Just not other well, people. Well, hold on. If you interact with, well, I don't understand. I've been following this stuff pretty closely and you have too. What does interacting with a pet do? How does that spread anything? Stop asking no questions. Just stop. Don't, no questions, please. No questions. Pet COVID fear is real. My doggy daycare got shut down. No, it's real. It is real. You should see the Facebook page. People. How about this one? This one's a good one. All, all attendees should have a plan for where to store their mask while eating and drinking. Keep it in a dry, breathable bag, like a paper or mesh fabric bag, to keep it clean between bites. Wow. These people have lost their minds, but again, they they know the American public at least uh, until you know we have all our recounts and we adjudicate all these uh, uh, these legal issues. And uh, Trump, you know, wins. If if he doesn't win, if it looks like you know Biden's going to win, people voted for it. You voted for lockdowns. Did you see what Naomi Wolf, that moonbat left wing uh, feminist, said? Uh, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday after the election. She said, uh, she tweeted, she said, I didn't know Biden was in favor of lockdowns. I never would have voted for him if I knew. <laughs> she said oh, yeah. that. Well, she got savage on Twitter. But I mean, but, you know, that, but that's what you get when you run a campaign and you don't have to answer any questions ever. Biden never had to answer any questions about anything. And the media just let him get away with it because, well, you're not Trump. That was literally the whole plan was, well, you're not right. Trump. So we'll find out what you are soon, which is apparently a tyrant. The whole, the whole plan was stay in the basement and let the media campaign for you. And it yeah. worked. I mean, it was remar- it was an unusual strategy. And at times it seemed like it might backfire i mean like at 11 o'clock on election night it seemed like it backfired uh when he was getting you know he was losing michigan by 14 percent and losing uh, pennsylvania by 12 you're saying wow that didn't work turns out it did work you obviously part of the plan was to cheat and get dead people to vote and throw away trump ballots and backdate uh backdate uh, biden ballots but uh in the end he hit out the media carried his water, did all his campaigning for him, and it worked. 
So now people like Naomi Wolf are finding out, you know, what was in that that bill. As Nancy Pelosi said, we're going to pass it and then we'll find out what's in it. Later, well, you, yeah. you, you elected a guy and now you find out what he stands for. And yesterday, I wonder how many people, and I realize people like you and me were paying close attention and would never, ever vote for more lockdowns. Uh, but I wonder how many people like in Boston or New York or San Francisco, L.A., just reflexively voted for Biden and then found out that, you know, their business is going to be shut down or their school is not going to open. And this is this is not ending anytime soon. We know it. Right. I mean, after they get the vaccine and, and we can get to that, that's another scandal. That's incredible that they held the vaccine news till after the election. And if you're if you followed this, the FDA knew they had the vaccine ready to roll out and got the uh, Pfizer to wait until after the election. They because the FDA is part of the swamp and they wanted to defeat Trump and they did. So they said two days, three days after they declared Biden the winner, you know, let's let's tell everyone we got a vaccine. Anyway, and Trump, wait till Trump goes public with all this. It's going to be wild when he starts telling his side of the story at these rallies that he's going to have around the, it's going to be wild, but we'll get to that. I want to get to this uh, guy. What the hell is his name again? Michael Osterholm. Michael Osterholm. He's part of Biden's 13 member um, COVID advisory task force. He's going to be an advisor to the president, kind of like uh, Ezekiel Emanuel, the guy who thinks that everyone should die at the age of 75. Uh, he's the advisor to a candidate who turns 78 next week. And by the way, the whole government is run by people older than 75, Pelosi and Mitch McConnell and Dr. Fauci. And they're all, they're all past the age where Dr. Emmanuel Zeke thinks they should wander off into the wilderness and die. This guy, I mean, it's bad enough when you have that ghoul, but this guy, Osterholm, Here's what he wrote in the New York Times. Uh, he said the lockdowns, the previous lockdowns we had, Turtle Boy, from March to May, when we locked down hard, put a lot of small businesses out of business, a lot of restaurants, a lot of gyms, just put them out of business. Uh, the unemployment rate was 40 percent. I mean, they just you know destroyed the economy briefly before Trump uh, did his best to bring it back with the V-shaped recovery. That's going to end soon. But anyway. Here's what the new advisor to um, our president-elect, alleged president-elect, here's what he has to say. The problem with the March to May lockdown was that it was not uniform, uniformly stringent across the country. For example, Minnesota deemed 78% of its workers essential. They get to go to work. He didn't like that. To be effective, the lockdown has to be as comprehensive and strict as possible quote, like they did in New Zealand and Australia. Oh, right. <laughs> By just destroying the, like, and did, I, is he aware that you can't, like, you have to shut your borders completely in New Zealand? That's what they did? Is yes, he willing it, to shut America's borders gonna completely? Be, we're going to make America an island, okay? Right. We're just going to cut off Canada or Mexico, make an island, because that's what they did in, in Australia mm -hmm. and New Zealand, and don't let anyone in or out. Yep. And by the way, did you follow how strict it was in Australia yeah. and New Zealand? It was insane. A woman for making a Facebook group you, in Australia. She got arrested for it. You couldn't leave your house. I believe it was for more than an hour. You couldn't travel more than three miles from your home. And if you uh, protested, they arrested you. 
You know, they don't have like that, that, you know, pesky first amendment. They don't have that. So if you spoke out against the lockdown, they arrested you. This guy, this Ulster home who has Biden's ear, that's what he wants for America. But here's what's insane. And you know this and you're, you know, you pay barely close attention. Can you show me the the evidence that says lockdowns work? Can you show me where that is? Because there is none. There, well, they'll, they'll argue, and I've made this argument a million times, like, look at the control group. The control group of Sweden. They didn't shut down anything. They had no lockdowns, nothing. They didn't have mask requirements, anything. They just went on living their lives. They had a bunch of people die in April, and now nobody dies. This spike that you're seeing across Europe in these, West, these lockdown countries, it's not happening in Sweden. You're seeing a spike in cases in Sweden, the same rate you're seeing everywhere else, but nobody's dying because they're all immune. They've all beaten the virus. They're healthy there. It doesn't matter anymore. You cannot hide from this virus forever. You have to go through the virus. And yes, some people are going to get picked off the weak ones outside of the herd, but that's life. Sorry. We don't stop. We don't stop because you have let yourself go for the last 40 years and refuse to exercise and do anything. And now all of a sudden a virus comes along that pricks on, you know, picks on the morbidly obese and we're just supposed to cater to you because you've done nothing and you're supposed to be rewarded for this. Well, even if you wanted to do something, we closed the gyms and forced you inside. (laughs) The solution is close the gyms and force everybody indoors where the virus is transmitted, not outdoors. And I thought, and, and we've heard people say this, we learned something in the spring and it felt like, you know, when the economy was coming back, when Trump was leading this economic resurgence, I felt, you know, we've gotten past that stage where we're supposed to hide inside from the virus and not go to work and not go to school and not shop and not, you know, live our lives. We're going backwards now, man. We're going backwards. We went over the rules for Thanksgiving uh, where you can't have more than 10 people. You got to wear a mask and put a mask on little kids now, which in, in the spring, even we said, Little kids don't need to wear masks. They don't trend. They don't get the virus. They don't give the virus. So that it's crazy. But now people are, I, I see it every day. People are like wrestling with their three-year-olds to put the mask on, to walk around the city, let alone forget going in a grocery store. You got to just go outside. You got to put a mask on a little kid. But um, I'd like to go over these things again. They, uh, you know, and I know the thing that matters is the death rate. The death rate is what matters most, not the cases uh, unless you're on CNN and, and you know, you play that somber music and you talk about the spike in cases, cases don't matter. If they're college kids who are required to get testing and they get tested and they're 19 and they get test positive and they don't even know they have it and they sit inside for a week and they're better, who cares? That's not important. The death toll is important. Death per one million is the statistic that matters most. Here's you're saying they're goal. saying hospitalizations are up to that they're being overflown. I don't believe that for a second. I know and and so what does that mean? They're going to put the coronavirus patients in nursing homes now? Well, they're, no, the, but they're doing this whole thing again where it's like, well, the goal is to not overwhelm the hospitals. That remember that was the lie we were told at the beginning. Yes. We don't want to overwhelm the hospitals, right. and they were never overwhelmed. And now they're using that lie again. Is that well, deaths aren't up, but hospitalizations are up. Here's here's your death toll per million, which is, to me, the most important barometer of what works and what doesn't. Um, here's uh, number one, New Jersey. Number two, New York. Number three, Massachusetts. Number four, Connecticut. Um, 
Louisiana is five, Mississippi six, Rhode Island seven, D.C., District of Columbia eight. But you know that if these were countries, they weren't states, do you know where they would rank? If these were countries in the world, the world rankings for death toll per million, do you know where New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts? Probably the highest. They would rank exactly where they ranked in states. They would, if they were countries, New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts would be one, two, three, Connecticut, four. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me, as always, remotely, is Dave McDonough, Flagship Wealth. Dave, uh, wild few days here. Give me an update. What? How's the impact on the market? Dave, we ended up last week down 3%. A lot of people out there that took their money, put it to cash, and wanted to wait the selection out. What a big mistake, Dave. You vote with your ballot. You don't vote with your portfolio. Market up as of this taping, 7% for the week, just 1.5% from an all-time high. You do not try to time this market, Dave. It'll make you look foolish. Wow. You do not vote with your portfolio. Hot take right there from Dave McDonough. Love it. Dave, we do this each and every week. People can get this directly to their email. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. What are they going to find if they sign up for the captain's blog? You know, Dave, it's all about being proactive in this market. We, again, believe in active management versus passive. Do not buy into the strength this week, folks. Long-term investors, there'll be opportunities for you. And again, continue to look for value. Do not chase this market. So in the captain's blog, you get the market updates, but then you kind of bring it bring it back to the consumer level. So that's what people can expect if they go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, sign up, get this directly into your inbox each and every week. Dave McDonough, thank you very much, my friend. Hey, we see you next week. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The country that has the highest death rate death toll per million is San Marino. I don't even know what that is. It's a country. It's in Italy. It's a country in Italy, I think. I think. Country in Italy. Yeah. Uh, Number two, Belgium. None of them are anywhere near in death per million to New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut. What do those four have in common other than they all have petty tyrants for governors? They had Densely popular. Yeah, and densely populated areas. The the two countries that you just mentioned too, Belgium and uh, San Marino, those are the two of the most densely populated countries in the world. I mean, it's not, it doesn't take brain surgery to understand that if you live amongst people closely, the virus will spread more quickly. So it is what it is. There's no question, but there's plenty of densely populated areas that are nowhere near that number. Uh, um, And I'm going to guess, I'll look up, you know, Stockholm, see where they rank because- they have no it, problem. These these are states with serious lockdowns. Uh, that that uh, as you know, no one got to go to school. You know, no, they put all the businesses out of business. The, the governors were proud of it. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, whether it's Murphy, Cuomo, Baker, Lamont, these are proud petty tyrants who are looking forward. These are all Biden supporters, by the way, who are looking forward to the strict lockdowns that are coming under President Biden, who promised lockdowns. I mean, obviously, they kept that under their hat. You know, the media didn't let you know because stupid people like Naomi Wolf voted for him and then said, wait, wait, he he believes in lockdowns? How can that be? (laughs) And and I'm seeing people say that that Sweden is not densely populated, but that's not true. 80% of people in Sweden live 
in an urban area. It's the same as Illinois. They have very similar graphics to the state of Illinois. It's like, you know, they have the one big city. And then, yes, the rest of the freaking country, people, you know, ride, uh, you know, with dogs on sleighs around and stuff like that. But 82% of the people in Sweden live at the bottom of Sweden, not the top. So, yes, it's pretty densely populated. I mean, you want to go over some densely populated places that don't have nearly the problem that uh, New York and New Jersey do? I mean, we could do that. Uh, yeah, like, like Mexico said, City. I mean, what about, I mean, if you trust the Chinese, they, are they having an issue? Do they defeat it or what? Do we just not trust them? Shang, does uh, Shanghai have corona the, still? The death hole per million. You go San Marino, Belgium, Peru, Andorra, Spain, Brazil, Chile, Argentina, Bolivia, U.S. The U.S. is 10th. 746 deaths per million, which is less than half of New Jersey, New York. It's about half of what Massachusetts is doing right now. The country as a whole, Mexico is one behind They're They're 11th. Uh, but there are densely populated areas. I mean, I don't know how densely populated every place is in the world, but, uh, uh, you know, give me a place that's, that's, that's like Bangkok or whatever, India, I mean, they're, they're nowhere near as bad as these, lockdown cities in uh in the united states uh but we're gonna do it again we're gonna do it again because someone decided uh and when you watch their press conferences when you hear someone like cuomo someone like baker these real a-holes that just don't care that they ruin lives and ruin businesses that just want to have they, they just want to bask in their control and say here's the rules for thanksgiving you will not have more than 10 people. They will not stay more than two hours. They are prepared to you know, marshal the forces. I mean, do you have any doubt that on Thanksgiving night, as we're watching you know, football or you're watching a movie with your kids, that if you watch the news, you'll see examples of the NYPD you know, breaking into some, uh, you know, knocking on the door and going into some Jewish person's home in Brooklyn and, and breaking up a, a family dinner. That's what they're going to do. Cuomo has said he's going to do it. He has no compunction. It doesn't phase him that we saw during the riot, riots, celebrations for, for Biden the other day when Schumer and others Schumer were, and there, Blasio yeah. were out there, crowds all around them, yelling, screaming, singing, partying, lots of them without masks. Schumer had no mask on until the cameras caught him and he put it on. At the time, and I've said this before, I'll say it every damn day because it's so friggin' disturbing. People should know this. They busted a woman in Brooklyn who who owns a pottery store because they said she was doing something. They, they charged her with like holding a class, which she wasn't doing. But because she's Jewish and de Blasio and Cuomo are anti-Semites, they went in her shop the very moment that the celebration with tens of thousands of people was going on down the street. So if you want to have a party, and I know you have a big... Drunken Irish family ready to get together for uh, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, we're doing it anyway. You just—that's the thing about this. I, I don't know what people where they get this idea. You can't. Oh, I assure you, you can do whatever you want. This is a free country. If the police come to your door on Thanksgiving, you're free to just not answer the door. You can do whatever you want in your own home. You don't have to give these tyrants the power that they don't have. They mean nothing. Well, they're coming for you, and I have a solution. It's an easy one because you can find one of these in your neighborhood. Just get a Biden sign and get a BLM sign. Black and just when they come, say, oh, no, we're celebrating. 
no, you say I, that facetiously, but it's 100% oh, no. true. Like 100, that's all you have to do is just say, whoa, no, 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 no. Peaceful protest. You misunderstood. Do you think, do you think Charlie Baker would ever bust you if you had a BLM sign and you said, oh no, we're protesting systemic racism, Charlie. I mean, the, the, look, it would it's end all right up to the local police. It's all it's, and this is where that once again, the police are going to be put to the test. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of police listen to this podcast. So I'm urging you, right. You, you don't forget who had your back during literally the hardest time in the history of policing. Okay. It's like five months ago. It's the people that don't want to lock down. Those are the only people that didn't want to burn you at the stake and throw you under the bus. You owe us. Okay. I got you my, owe I got us. My- Boston police hat on uh, yeah. just to show my support. Like when, uh, when it was true. fashionable to hate you and want you defunded and you fired and you're all animals and all this and you must resign. We stood by you. So please don't forget that. Don't enforce tyrannical rules. Don't do it. It's, it's easy to say. And I, I agree. 98% of the cops don't want to do this, but the power and it's, I don't know where they derive it from. It, they don't have it. They just think they have it. But the power of these governors, these tyrants like Cuomo and Baker, who are ruining lives. I mean, Cuomo's daughter started dating a state trooper in New York. And and Cuomo, who th- who's like a mafia don. That has nothing to do with ethnicity. It has to do with the way he, the, 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 the level of power that he thinks he wields. He had the guy shipped off to the North Pole. Actually, the border of Canada, like Buffalo or somewhere, because the guy was dating his daughter. And according to the girl, uh, according to the kid's mother, the guy, the kid, the cop, that they're still in love and still dating. But now he has to drive like four hours to see her. That's How what old Cuomo is his daughter? Did. She's like 26. He, does, he, he doesn't want, want her to ha- have sex. Like he doesn't want her to have a boyfriend. He doesn't want to date a cop. You know, he's a Cuomo. So he probably wants her to like date a Kennedy. Or, but the Cuomo's know, are like freaking meatheads, though. Like at the end of the day, they're the biggest meathead family. They're I mean, stupid. Chris Cuomo, they're Tucker's, stupid. Ra- Tucker's segments on Chris Cuomo are the are funniest things I've ever seen because he, he understands that guy so well. He caught him yesterday, Tucker, and he's and he's so good on this, and he's so funny. He calls him the weightlifting correspondent. He caught him getting a, a haircut, by the way, without a mask on, which. Which I you can't do that. I mean, unless you're you know someone special. If you go in to get a haircut, they give you the mask, and they say you got to keep it on. Hell, my friend uh, who cuts my hair, he he's like I mean, he hates these lockdowns, but he says he doesn't want to get caught, he get busted, and they have people out there looking, you know, to make sure they're following all the rules. But Cuomo's the rules aren't for Cuomo's. They don't they they do their own thing. And won't it be disgusting? I mean, literally nauseating if Andrew Cuomo gets reelected. Won't that? Or, of course or he's going to get reelected. Why wouldn't he get reelected? He's like, he killed 11,000 senior citizens. It hasn't bothered anyone so far, Jerry. It's all Trump's fault. Don't you understand? Because of the PPE. <laughs> he didn't get them enough PPE, Jerry. And he- right. Well, that's right. And, and Cuomo, actually, because he hates Trump so much, he says, this virus came from Europe, not China. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, you got to pick your spots here. Uh, Andrew, we know it came from China. Nobody thinks it came from from Europe, you idiot. But anyway, he's such an asshole. And you know what I'm looking forward to with Trump on the way out is burning Fauci. He's been very delicate with Fauci because he knows that firing Fauci would be bad politically because he's popular. But on once he has nothing to lose, I'm looking forward to him just burning Fauci on the way out. I want to get there's a headline right now that just hit the wires from Fauci, and it says crisis won't be quote a pandemic a lot longer due to vaccines. (laughs) So he's. All during the campaign, this this phony 
Fauci was saying it's going to be 2021, 2022, 2023. It's going to be, we're going to be the new normal. We're not going to you know, be able to do anything for another two years. And now that his guy Biden won, oh, the, yeah. the vaccine's yeah. coming. So here's the exact quote. This is this is from some, spe- uh, it's not on uh, GMA or anything this morning. It's from some speaking engagement. Quote, I doubt we're going to eradicate this. We need to plan this. We need to plan that this is something we need to maintain control over chronically. Maybe something that becomes endemic. It's certainly not going to be pandemic for a lot longer. No, shut up. I'm with you, Turtle Boy. I can't wait till he fires him. It's going to piss off. You know, CNN, the round the clock coverage of how we treated this guy so unfairly. But here's the bottom line. Here's what you have to keep in mind about Fauci. Is he's been in this place for in the government for 50 years. He's had the job he has now for 37 years. Think of someone who's been in the government for 50 years. There's not many. Or Joe a Biden. Uh, <laughs> like a Biden. Or, you know, Pelosi, I mean, Pelosi, Schumer. These, you, are, you have to be, number one, above all else, a politician. You have to be a phony. You have to be a chameleon. You have to be someone that ingratiates himself to the right people. You can't have any convictions. He's a politician. He's, he was a huge Hillary fan, and he's a huge Biden fan, and he just played the game. Uh, to to survive under Trump, probably the same thing he did under you know Bush or Reagan is he's he's a political animal and and, and he says what he has to say to survive. The guy has no uh, you know convictions, no real character, uh, and and that's how he survived fifty years. And his thing is to survive until he dies in office. He doesn't ever want to retire. He's such a friggin' egomaniac. I mean, he does interviews with anybody who ha- I mean. I could, we could get him on. Call him right now, Dave. He'll come on with us. He'll, he can't help call himself. Him. Call him he right now. But Trump's going to fire him. I'm with you. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to enjoy it. I hope he fires the whole bunch of them. The, anyone that wants to lock down should be fired. Uh, but Trump is right now fighting it out on all these uh, legal fronts, and he should. He's going to exhaust all his uh, legal avenues. We now know there's been cheating from in all these states, and I know your take on this, but no, no, he, go he, ahead. I, what do you think? My he take should is? he should pursue uh, all this fraud, expose all this fraud, even though it's not going to flip the election. I don't. He's got lawyers on the ground, even though the 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 Biden people, all the hacks, all the entrenched Democrats are making it difficult. If you heard from Kaylee McEnany yesterday, she said that they got all these charges that they're harassing their people and calling them racist names. She's got an Asian guy, an Asian lawyer on the ground in Michigan, and they're calling him all kinds of slurs, trying to get make his life uncomfortable as he's uh, ex- uh, um, doing the, the research that needs to be done, doing the uh, looking at the evidence. You know there's all kinds of cheating, right? I mean, the, the idea, the, the mainstream media's mantra is no evidence, no evidence whatsoever, unsubstantiated charges. The f- headline in the New York Post, time yesterday was uh investigators find no fraud in the election i mean that's just a flat out lie and, and then tucker all- comes on last night it's really not hard you just go through the voter rolls a lot right. of dead people have voted i mean the biggest scam in all this like in states like nevada is that you didn't even have to request the mail-in ballot they just sent it to you i know people that got multiple like my mom got mail-in ballot sent to her for a couple of my brothers and sisters they don't live there she could have just voted for them i mean it doesn't matter in this state but it matters in some states and there's no here's why it's not going to work for trump even though we have all this evidence is that how do you prove that those dead people voted for joe biden 
it's a good question. I mean, I guess, do they have rights if they're dead? Can you uh, look at the ballot? I know you can't do, I, you don't put, do you put your name on the ballot? Uh, well, how do they know they voted? Because they can. T- there's like a list of people who voted. You're checked off on the list if you voted, but it doesn't say who you voted for. So you can't match them up. It doesn't right, matter. I mean, it, 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 the, the whole thing was designed to steal the election, and it worked. I mean, mail-in balloting had nothing to do with COVID. We know that. It was just a no. way to make it easier for Biden to win. And if you look at the numbers, we did it yesterday. The numbers were overwhelming in Trump's favor at 10, 11 o'clock on election night. You've never seen anything like it. It just flipped overnight. Everybody knows. Everybody at CNN, New York Times, they know that this was not on the level. But they were they 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 devised a plan, this mail-in balloting, mail-in voting, and they knew they could use it to win the election. And they knew, as you explained, there's really no way to um, expose it to the point where you would ever swing the election. So we all know, and I, I've used this analogy before, the scene with uh, Robert Redford and Paul Newman in The Sting, where Paul Newman wins all the card games, and the guy says to Robert Redford, how does your boss do it? And he says, easy, he cheats. I mean, you, cheating is one thing. Getting caught is another. It's like... Um, you know, when Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Roger Clemens were cheating, their, Manny Ramirez were cheating their asses off. There was no way to catch them. You know, everyone knew they were cheating. They knew steroids, illegal steroids were against the rules, but there was no mechanism in place. Even if like, OK, even if there's no like, let's just say there's no vote. Let's just throw it out. there. Let's say there's no voter fraud. The mere fact that you're sending out ballots to people to make it easier for them to vote who are not inclined to vote seems problematic to begin with. Right. If you can't get a, cause it's just so like those, I bet you how many people voted. The reason voter turnout was so much higher this time is because people who never would have voted before were like, Oh, you mean I don't have to move? Oh, sure. You and, gave me a stamp. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's throw it in there. I mean, that's and, and if, that, you, if you don't let them vote, what do you call that? Turtle boy voter suppression. If you don't make it so easy that they don't have to do anything, that someone Democrat operative could go to their house, say, uh, see that thing you got in the mail? Uh, Why don't you just check Biden's name, give it to me, and I'll turn it in. Ballot harvesting is legal in a lot of these places in Pennsylvania. You can have someone go to an apartment building with a bunch of uh, apathetic people that don't care about voting, say, you got a ballot in the mail yesterday. Why don't you give it to me? And in, and as if you see the videos from James O'Keefe, <clears throat> sometimes you get valuable prizes if you turn the ballot in and you vote for their guy. They'll give you a, uh, a you know a, a basket of goodies like you get if you bang Derek Jeter. Here you go, a nice basket of treats. Just vote for Biden. They cheated in so many ways; it's impossible to keep track. And they know their allies in the media will say, no, no fraud, no fraud. Yeah. But question, when, when how, do, Tucker, how, do, how do the Trump lawyers see this ending? Suppose that a, court, a judge rules, okay, there's widespread fraud. Now what, we, do we redo it? Well, that's what they, you know, they would like. Yes, they would say. It's not going <clears> to <throat> happen. We're not going to have a redo. Or, or they right. really think that's a thing you know that's going to happen. You know how it ends? The way it ended, and this is uh, on the level, unlike four years ago, it ends with a big asterisk next to the election and everybody knows that Biden cheated. Everybody knows the it was illegitimate. And then Biden gets inaugurated and the media does what they do. They say there was no fraud. There was there was no uh, 
cheating, this is totally legitimate, but people who pay attention like you and me know it's not. They know that there was widespread cheating uh, in, in, in all the key places. Georgia, they're doing a hand, a hand recount, which is going to be interesting because they have, you know, Republican attorney general and Republican sort of governor. The, Demo- the, the problem in, you have in, you know, Philly, Detroit, you know, Milwaukee is they're all Democrats. They're all part of the scheme. You know, they, they're all yeah. in on it. That's why they kicked out the observers in, in Philly. Question, question about the hand recount there. Now, do they have to, when they can recount the ballots, are they tallying for all of the other elections too, including Senate? Yes, and state uh, David Perdue could win. He could win. If, he could win. He could win, I believe. I just saw them talking about that, and I just saw Tom Cotton talking about it. And he could win. David Perdue could get to 50% and win that election, which would be great. That uh, all that does, by the way, is increase the chances for human error. If you're if the if the people tabulating it and they're doing their tallies, one, two, three, four, cross, if they're responsible now for counting every single thing on the ballot, not just the Trump thing, that increases the chances of human error, which benefits Trump. Here's, here's, chance. here's why the media is so dishonest, is because they know I mean it's it's you know, same old story. I feel like you know, broken record here telling you how they're lying to you, but they will say no fraud if you, I mean, I don't know, if you look at the New York Times, no one reads it. But if you look at the Globe, the Washington Post, CNN, they'll say no fraud, no evidence of fraud, no cheating, no cheating. No. They know that's not true. They know that's uh, 100% not true. But they also know, like you said, there really is no uh, way this ends any differently. You know, they, this ends with President Biden. They're going to expose massive fraud they already have i mean i would love to ask you know one of these hacks these you know these cnn you know guys these chris cuomo's don lemons or thomas friedman's or whoever maggie haberman's what they think about all the dead people voting because that's obviously fraud that's obviously cheating there's obviously some democrats somewhere saying here's an idea let's get these dead people who are still on the on the rolls and get them to vote for Biden. So there was something nefarious going on. You can't deny that, right? No, you can't. You can't. Yeah, absolutely. Every time can't. I tweet about it, and every time I mean, I'm sure you have the same thing, you get a hundred Democrats saying there was no fraud, there was no cheating, none whatsoever. You go, yeah, but we just saw dozens and dozens of dead people who voted. Well, we so know there means- was fraud. There, I mean, they admit there's fraud in every election. I mean, you're telling me that every single ballot out of like what 150 million cast is like legitimate. Come on, everybody knows there's going to be some fraud. The question is, was there 20,000 instances of fraud in Wisconsin that directly benefited Donald Trump? That's what you have to prove in court. Well, well but we know in Pennsylvania, in one day, uh, from a bunch of different nursing homes, 25,000 25, uh, mail in ballots were requested in one day from from the nursing homes in Pennsylvania. So these people, all these old folks, some of whom probably don't even know what day it is, all requested a ballot on the same day. We know in uh, Georgia, I believe, the number of ballots that only had a presidential candidate checked, either Biden or Trump, and didn't have anyone else down ballot. No other didn't vote for anyone else. Yeah, but that's it, it was eight. There was eight hundred for Trump. There was ninety. What was it? Ninety thousand for Biden. <laughs> a lot of it's people all, do that, you know. But people do that in general. Like a lot of people just showed up and only voted for the first thing on the ballot. No, but that's that's unprecedented. It's never been it's not unprecedented. Look at I've okay. talked to other people I, again. I'll, I'll get the numbers, but and, and you could tell me that this happens all the time because it doesn't. 
it literally, it was a hundred times more for Biden than it was for Trump. I'm not saying oh, it for doesn't. The people, oh, for the people. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. All the last-minute gifts are on sale at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Get 60% off almost everything. Shop new doorbusters, including gifts from $7, socks from $2, tees from $8, and more. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 24th. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now only at Banana Republic Factory. That just voted for president and only president. Correct. Okay. But Um, that could be just the enthusiasm of getting people out to vote for. I mean, there was there was a gigantic push on the part of Biden, a get out the vote campaign that didn't happen with Trump. You never heard Republicans say vote, (laughs) vote, 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 vote. You never heard that, did you? Uh of, I mean, we didn't hear it where we live because we never hear it where we live. Well, you know? because we were going to vote anyway. That's the thing about conservatives. We don't have to be told to vote. We're going to vote. The, the liberals know that they need to get people who are clueless and don't know anything about politics and make tell Lady Gaga will tell you to go vote. So you're going to go vote. That's what you're going to do. It's just they know how to play the game. They're very good at politics, Jerry. They're very good at winning. Um, and. It is what it is. Republicans have a problem going and, forward, and, man. I don't know. We have a three million vote problem, Jerry. This is two elections in a row we've lost by three million votes. There's a bunch of ways that Democrats can win presidential elections. There's like three ways Republicans can, and it all involves winning like Pennsylvania and these states where we're underdogs going into it. If that's not a solution, and then you look at Texas, that's not trending the right way. Like we need no. something to happen here. We have a, we have an issue. How about Georgia? Yeah, Georgia's a problem. I mean, what are the states that are going redder? What are the states that are going redder? Indiana, uh, Missouri, those have gone red. Like, Missouri was a swing state during the Bush years. Indiana went to Joe, um, uh, Barack Obama. But now those states, they were red to begin with. Now they're just redder, which doesn't do us any good because it's the same amount of electoral votes. Democrats are making inroads in swing states, and therein lies the problem. Well, I've said it, you know, for a long time, it's getting getting worse. And this might, you know, this could have been our last stand. If, if Biden gets in and he's bears like he's going to get in, uh, he opens the border and lets in, you know, you know, tens of millions of new Biden voters or new, uh, uh new Democrats. They, they, they that's the, I mean, the whole reason Democrats used to be against open borders. I mean, if you've seen like Bernie Sanders 20 years ago, he was hardcore against open borders. He was an immigration, anti-illegal immigration hardliner. And someone convinced him this is how the way we changed the demographic. They were losing uh, losing ground in many states. And they said, you know what we do? We change the demographics. We bring in a bunch of new voters. And they did. And it's working. That's what. That's why it's you know Texas and Arizona, these, these uh, border states. Okay, so here's what you do. So you, you, you have to fight fire with fire. So the state of Georgia now should start up a uh, a program with Cuba. 
right? We will take every anti-Castro Cuban dissident that you have, millions of them, and let them flood Georgia because they're all going to vote Republican. And then you do a thing with Eastern Europe. Eastern Europeans are like the most conservative people ever, Jerry, because anybody who's act- who's actually lived under a communist regime understands how awful it is and they want the exact opposite of that like anything that resembles socialism they want uh uh-uh, don't want that and so they're naturally inclined to vote republican so that's what republicans should start doing they should start encouraging immigration from places like cuba and romania or russia or someplace where people hate communism more than anything and get them in here you got to play them at their own game jerry you can't just complain nah, about I don't want border. You know, see that the solution is not more illegal immigration the solution not legal is- legal the, the reason that Republicans did so well in Congress, in Congress and added seats when all the experts and pollsters said they were going to lose like dozens of seats, the reason that the margin is so slim for Nancy Pelosi now is because of the, the Democrats tacked left so far, so hard. They mean they're the and, and they're admitting it now. Defund the police. Uh, James Clyburn said cost them. The, the Senate seat in North Carolina and, and maybe in Georgia, defund the police. They have a big defund the police guy now in uh, Reverend, uh, what's his name? Warnock, Warnock. in, uh, yeah, he's in Georgia, big defund the police guy. We'll see how that goes. I mean, Antifa, in the end, Antifa, BLM, defund the police did not help. It hurt them. And we need more of that. We need, we need AOC and Ayanna Presley to, to grab more power and higher profiles because most people in America realize that they're nut jobs on the fringe. They don't want, I mean, do you think AOC, forget, forget nationally. Do you think AOC or Ayanna Presley could win a statewide election? No, maybe? I don't think they could win any. I, I don't think I, if she ran against Chuck Schumer, she would get killed if she ran for the primary. And, and I've gone over this before the numbers in the primary where she won, she won in the primary. That's the general election didn't matter. And it never matters for her, but she won like, I don't forget the number, 30,000 votes. That's yeah, it. That's, that's it. That's and it. she's now one of the most powerful people in America because 30,000. Is she? Uh, yes. Is she she one is. Of the most power- How do you figure she's one? How, what power does she have? She has the power of the, the, the bully pulpit, man. She just. I mean, she gets everyone. a lot of light, the power of the likes and retweets. I'm not sure she has actual power. As Nancy said, there's like four of them, Jerry. There's she like has four power. She's getting it, Republicans elected. Give her credit. That's true. And we want her. She's a gem. She's a beaut. Keep her around. I want to get to a post-presidency Trump because this makes me laugh. The thought of uh, here's here's what I really am hoping for. And the the rumors out there that he's going to start having rallies. I mean, his first rally should be in Georgia, you know, somewhere in a real red section of Georgia where he can get 30,000 people to show up. And it will be under the the guise of supporting Leffler and uh, Loeffler and uh, Purdue which is important, but then he's just going to go off. When Trump realizes that he can't win, he's going to go off. I mean, he's going to list. He's, I, he's think he realizes it. I think he realizes it now, Jerry. He's going to talk about dead people voting. He's, he's going to know all the ways they cheated him. They, they kept the ballots open. They kept the polls open after deadline in Philadelphia and in, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, he's going to talk about backdating. He's going to talk about the, the people, the, the sworn affidavits from postal workers and, and uh, poll workers who will be documented the cheating. It's out there. I mean, if you want to pay attention, if you're not watching CNN, if you're watching you know, us or you're watching Tucker, or you're reading the New York Post, you're learning just how widespread the cheating was. And Trump knows it and he's going to go through it step by step. You know, that big screen that he kept bringing around on the road to show all the bumbling, stumbling things that Biden did. He's going to put it up there and have all these 
people talking about ways that that the and he's going to list the dead people who voted. It's going to be just performance art. That's going to be wild. He's going to do a few rallies, and then the big one's going to come on January twentieth in Washington D.C. The inauguration is going to be taking place uh, at uh, at Capitol Hill, and then wherever two miles away, Trump's going to hold a rally. And the whole city is going to be one big street fight. It's going to be people. I've been in the inauguration. When it's over, you just walk the streets and everybody's kind of on the same side. You know, for Trump, it was all the Trumpkins were roaming around. There were Antifa scum and BLM. And there were a few fights here and there. There was a a big, big protest outside the Trump Hotel. But this time you're going to have 50,000 Trumpkins. And I don't know how many people go to the Biden inauguration. I guess all the government workers will be there and the... The, you know, all the, the unemployed supporters of, of Biden will show up. So it'll be, you know, 50,000 here, 50,000 there, and it'll and they'll just clash all day. Hopefully it's a nice day in D.C. because it's going to be a blast. But he's going to hold rallies, which will be great because he'll hold nothing back. And he's going to be on TV and his surrogates are going to be on TV. And maybe, you know, he buys or invests or takes over, I don't know, Newsmax, my, my network, you know, that I'm uh, regular on. And just says, yeah, I'm no, scorched earth. Yeah, I don't know how long the, the entertainment value lasts, but for a while, it will be pretty entertaining. Well, that's what, that's what Axios is saying. So Axios is saying he's going to hold rallies. And his at the rally, his enemy is not necessarily the Democrats for stealing the election. His enemy is Fox News at these rallies for allowing the enemy to steal the election and have a voice to do so. Oh, yeah. They're on the list. They are yeah. on the list. And he knows who it is, too. He knows Chris Wallace. Uh, Chris Steyerwald, Neil Cavuto, he knows these 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 double agents are, are embedded in Fox that were trying to undermine him. I mean, we all know what a snake Chris Wallace is, but he also knows they called the state of Arizona prematurely, which he's hoping to win that. It won't matter, but if he wins that, that's going to be a real blow to Fox, their credibility. Yeah. Does this make you feel better, though? Like, if he goes yes. out in a blaze of glory, like, this yes. makes you feel better? Why? Why, why does yes. it make you feel yes. better? Why do you want him to write a nice note to President No, Biden I just, I just, I don't understand. Ultimately, at the end of the day, all it's just performance art. And at the end of the day, Joe Biden's going to be president, and that sucks. Why are we like? Why are we doing this thing where we're like pretending like, oh yeah, like it's like complaining about the refs after a loss, right? Like a bad loss, and you're like, well, the refs really screwed us. We would have won without. It. Yeah, but you didn't. So who? It's not about the refs unless the refs were on the take. It's about uh, subterfuge. It's about cheating. It's about lying. It's about crimes. And you want them to just get away with it? You want them to just him just go quietly? That's what you prefer? I mean, who won the World Series in 2017? The Houston Astros, right? Ultimately? Yes, right. And everybody knows they cheated, and sometimes they get people thrown at their heads. That yeah. What, what, so your, your only argument is that, what, he's doing more damage to the party by just whining about it? I just think that, no, no. my, my point that? is that, like, we're going to get excited about it for what? Because we, we ultimately, we're just celebrating a loss in a different way. That's all this is, these rallies. Hey, celebrating the a loss. I mean, I had this back and forth with Jeff Jacoby from The Globe, who I like, but he is, you know, he's a Globey at heart. Because he really thinks Trump should be above it all. And no, I don't nice, think he should do that. Screw that. Write a nice know. note to Joe Biden and leave it in the draw in the Oval Office and say, God bless you. Good luck. Screw that. He knows that Biden was part of the cabal that tried to destroy his presidency before he even took office. He knows Biden orchestrated the scheme to frame General Flynn. He knows that. And you expect him to walk out and just give up with dignity? 
No, I don't expect him to do it, uh, but I'm just like, I I just don't see much to celebrate. It seems like people are happy about that. Like, I would never want to go to a rally with that because ultimately I know in the back of my head it doesn't matter because Joe Biden still gets to win. Correct. Joe Biden gets to win, but you want to taint that win. That's like they did to him. And also, also we we already think it's tainted. Okay. Again, I ask you, what would you, what's your option? You want him to pretend that he's okay with it? Shake hands? You want him to go to the inauguration and shake hands and give him a hug, man hug, and say, good luck, Joe. You know, you stole the election, but best of luck. That's what he you should booby trap the White House on the way out instead of a bunch of, you know what I mean, whoopee cushions like and stuff Clintons like that. Something. The Bush. Like the Clintons yeah. did the Bush. Rip, uh, pour super glue in the desks and on the keyboards. Did or he really do like do that? Obama's and steal all the, you know, the, 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 the good China. Or was that the Clintons? Who stole the good China? Was it the Obamas? It was some Democrat. Um, but yeah, that's what he should do. That'd be good. Maybe uh, leave a note, leave it like an, leave an eight ball on the desk for Hunter. What do you think? Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, I'm just so, I'm not like against fighting this and I'm not acting like people are like, oh, you're, you're, you want Trump to be like Mitt Romney. No, I don't want that at all. I want, I enjoy this. I just, I can't take the satisfaction in it that other people seem to have because at the end of the day, I know that it sucks. It freaking sucks. The bad guys freaking won. And I just don't see a cause to celebrate there. And that's well, like you, what you guys want to do. Good, because you can only have 10 people. You can't have a real celebration. Oh, okay. Uh, and speaking of, can right. I ask you a question, Jerry? About So we, obviously we have these new rules in Massachusetts, right? 9.30 curfew, groups all of a sudden. Uh, yep. What time do the Patriots play on Sunday? Uh, 8.20. Uh, okay, so there will be probably hundreds of people there working, right? Uh, do they have to go home? Yes, the the game has to end at nine thirty, and everyone has I mean, to go home. But that brings up a good point. I mean, how, why are they? Why are the Patriots and the Ravens and the media covering them, exempt from the rules that the rest of us have to follow? It's a good question. But I looked at the rule of the curfew. It's so ridiculous. Charlie Baker is such a clown. It exempts you if you go to the store for groceries after nine thirty. You're allowed to do that. And get this, you're allowed to break curfew to walk your dog. <laughs> so. So you can walk your dog at eleven o'clock at night, but you can't. I don't even. Know, you can't have a beer at an outdoor you know, patio bar, or a, you know, some chicken wings at, at a restaurant in an outdoor table. Is what if you're going law. to meet a chick that you met on Craigslist? Uh, that's okay. That's okay. okay. Just making sure because Fauci says you can have sex. All right, so. I'm going to tell you what you cannot do. Uh, it's against the rules. I'm actually surprised that this. Uh, uh, this guy got punished for this because he is a good liberal. But we're going to tell you what happened to Jeffrey Tubin, the mad, uh, the mad masturbator at uh, CNN and the New Yorker. But first, I'm going to tell you about Shea Concrete and what they can do for you. Shea Concrete can build you a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They they partner with Easy Set Worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings. For multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. 
you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right, a couple more things to get to. we got to get to the biggest dink in the Boston Globe, which which you blogged about, which was a great story. But first, I was shocked. Jeffrey Tubin is a good liberal. I mean, he hates Trump more than anybody. He's just a typical liberal. He got caught, given it a grab, on a Zoom call with his co-workers at The New Yorker. I, I My theory was he did it on purpose because it was kind of a thrill. He did it quickly. He pretended like he didn't know the camera was on. But he's like, you know, people that do that out in public, it's thrilling. It's dangerous. Got caught. His co-workers saw little Tubi, and they saw him, you know, beating it. They fired him. After 27 years, The New Yorker fired this scumbag, which I didn't think he ever got... CNN has yet to make a call. He's been at CNN for like 17, 20 years. Uh, he's still uh, 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 an employee in good standing at CNN. And I think he's going to survive. I'll tell you why. You know what he did at CNN in the past? He knocked up his co-worker's daughter, his co-worker, Jeff Greenfield. You know that that other moon bat uh, uh, political analyst, Jeff Greenfield? I'll he, take your word for it. He knocked up his daughter. Now, Tubin was married, is married. Then he tried to get her to get an abortion, and she refused. Then he denied the baby was his, and she sued him and proved it, and he had to pay child support. And the kid is like, occasionally, I think he you know, sends him a birthday card or something. He's a scumbag of the highest order. And CNN has yet to fire him, even though they know he pulled out his wiener on a Zoom call with a bunch of women and was playing with himself. But again... Wasn't there also, wasn't there also, this is even worse uh, on Tubin, wasn't there an article like in Gawker or something about like his, all his fetishes and shit like that? Wasn't, isn't that a thing? I missed that. I was hoping you would cover that, the fetish beat. I missed that, but I'm not surprised. He is a creep and a scumbag. And I was shocked the New Yorker fired him, but how would even, how would you even know? That article came out, that Gawker article about his fetishes came out like 10 years ago. So why CNN is giving this guy the benefit of the doubt that he didn't, that he didn't do that for some kind of sexual pleasure. And it was just an accident. Who was on the zoom call? A Uh, bunch of women, uh, Jane, uh, not Jane Harmon. um, A bunch of these moon bat, old wrinkly liberal old. They're old. uh, I don't know about them. The zoom call was a simulated, um, a simulation of post-election coverage, and he was supposed to play the judge if the if the election was challenged in court. They each were role playing, and they he was supposed playing. to be the judge because he's a legal analyst. And then they went to him on the Zoom call, and he was naked, and he was oh. pulling pulling it, and and in front of all his coworkers. And then he said, "Oh, I'm sorry." You know, I, 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 gotta hear, I gotta hear what t- what Turtle Boys uh, what he was just alluding to. What oh, he can't masturbate to old women or something like that? No, that- my, no, no. My my point here is that like okay, so when you're cranking it, obviously you're gonna need something to work with. And I th- was he jerking off 
to the women on the Zoom call. That's well, what I'm the getting. The theory at. is we don't know. We don't have the but the theory is that he had another computer there and he was either watching porn or had one of those uh, you know, uh Phone sex. He wanted deal. them to see. He wanted them to see. He thought oh, it was yeah, hot. He's a freak. He's a freak. He was masturbating to them. It's that he was masturbating. And he wanted everyone to see it. That was right. The, well, he that, wanted that. the women to see it. Right. He got off on that, and he was like, kind of like seeing, like, well, we'll we'll see where this goes. Maybe you know, right. maybe they want like sometimes these people, these creeps, and I write about these guys a lot. They're guys that just send women dick pics all the time. They're so in love with their own genitals that they think that women, just the sight of them just gets them ready. Just gets them. Oh my God. Did you see Jeffrey's thingy? Oh my freaking God. I can't stop thinking about it. That's what in his mind. That's what they think that how these people will view them. It is amazing. And it is a definite fetish, a, a weird little kink because Think of the last thing that you would want someone to see you doing. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't. You want to people see you in the bathroom on the toilet, but do you? Would you want anyone to see you giving it a grab? I mean, that's so. I mean, the idea we've been over this, Jerry. Didn't we? Didn't in the infancy of this podcast, they gave you a, a lecture about dick pics? Yes. You don't get it. You don't get it. No, I do. You're not I part of this generation. I get it. I agree with you. I just can't relate to it. The idea. That someone could see me, watch me doing that, like a neighbor, that would yep. be my worst nightmare. Well, you don't send it to your neighbor. You just send it to somebody you trust. I'm not talking about sending a dick pic. I'm to someone watching me do that. Well, it's like in the, the when we were at the Legacy Club, that naked chick that I was watching out the window. She was doing that to appease me. I wasn't watching her. Like She was showing me something. It was the opposite of what was happening. There's nothing more unattractive than a guy you know, pleasuring himself. It's disgusting. Mm, depends if he asked the right girl. It depends. You'll get Especially mixed old. This guy's 60 years old, and he's just this old. Yeah, wrinkly. nobody wants to see Jeffrey. That's the thing about Jeffrey, too. But like, nobody wants to see your old ass doing that come dick on pics guy, are such come an internet on. thing by the way there's i've never met a female that was like yeah i like dick pics you know please send me a dick pic oh you're talking uh, to the wrong girls then my friend <laughs> they're not you know they're not attractive things you know they're very unattractive things oh. but uh uh you know that's we'll defer to turtle boy that's his beat he's a yes, dick pic expert he knows expert. this but i do agree with you i've heard a lot of people say oh he got caught he didn't get caught he did it on he purpose loved it. he loved it it made him it was so hot to him he was taking it he was like let's bring this to the next level let's see where this goes let's just throw it out there i'm jeffrey fucking tubin i can afford to lose this job anyway maybe you know maybe something wild will come of this maybe it'll be an orgy at the end of this that's what he was thinking in his head and 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 he doesn't think they're gonna fire him these this stuff he's done before and he's still man in good standing i mean there were who was the, the writer? Was it the Daily Beast writer that said, let's face the hard truth. Everybody does what Jeffrey Tubin did. As if, you know, giving it, a, uh, you know, spanking it in private is the same as doing it on a Zoom call with your coworkers. Uh, but anyway, it's good to see them fire him. Hopefully CNN fires him. Hopefully he lives a miserable life because he's a friggin' dirtbag, an absolute dirtbag. Maybe it'll give him time to spend more time to spend with the child he denied fathering for years. But let's get to another uh, quality individual, Kevin Paul DuPont of the Boston Globe. Now, when he worked at the Boston Herald, he was Kevin DuPont. Then when he got a job at the Globe, he became Kevin Paul DuPont, because that's what you do when you work at the Globe. Um, he's been writing for them for like 30 years. No one's ever read anything he's written. He, he covers the Bruins. He gives you these, you know, the Bruins notebook from Columbus when they're taking on the Blue Jackets on Tuesday night in February. 
I guess Dave has read all his notebooks, but for the most part, he's just this nobody hockey writer who's frustrated because he's old and he's almost done and no one's even have, have noticed that he's alive. So he gets very frustrated and he takes it out on readers or, you know, uh, tweeters or followers who don't, you know, agree with him completely politically. He's a very, obviously works at the globe. He's in the cult, big liberal. He blocked me. I, I used to know him and we got along fine. I don't remember, remember even, tweeting or talking about him. And one day I just noticed that he blocked me. So he's one of them. But so a, a follower, as usual, he was celebrating because he's a Biden guy and he was happy they stole the election. He's happy we got lockdowns coming because he works at the Globe, which isn't a real job. Anyway, a follower said, you should stick to hockey. That's it. Mm-hmm. Which I, I get like 10 times a day, stick to this or that. Stick to yeah. hockey, which because the guy didn't want his doesn't agree with him politically. He's a hockey guy, a hockey coach, high school hockey coach, and a hockey fan who likes DuPont's hockey coverage and doesn't like his politics. And all he said was stick to hockey. So DuPont, being a typical globe, sensitive bully, says, I'm going to try and like ruin this guy, this hardworking high school hockey coach. Do I have that right, Turtle Boy? Yeah, and that's the thing. You said that you get him all the time, too. And wh- I hate to say, you just got to, like, you're the, you're, you work for the Globe. You have 34,000 followers. You got a blue check mark. This guy is 300 followers. You're It's not fighting fair when the two of you go at it because you have a much bigger stage and you're doing it to basically shame him. He probably gets troll comments like that all the time. Are you going to do this to every single person that says something negative about you. You're going to go through their life and find out where they work and shame them on your platform because that's what he ended up doing. And uh, the guy is not, I don't hope, God, I hope he doesn't get fired, the hockey coach, but he literally, I mean, it's one thing if someone writes to you on Twitter and I get it all the time and so do you, it says you're a no good piece of shit and you suck and I hate you. I hope your whole family dies. You're all, and you can block them or you can ignore them. But when a guy says stick to hockey and you can't yeah. take that, yeah, that's your it, job to be a little yeah. bit more thin-skinned than that and be able to handle a little bit of criticism. I'm Instead, sorry. Instead, what did this asshole do? He goes through all of the guy's old tweets. And I oh, went right. through the guy's old tweets, too. He responds to, like, you know, liberals a lot. Like, he just responds. He's shouting in the dark. Nobody likes or comments on any of his stuff because he doesn't have any followers. He has no influence. He's literally just a guy on Twitter shouting into the void. He means nothing. And DuPont goes through all his old tweets and finds one from, like, a week ago in which he responds to the Boston Globe, uh, an article about Elizabeth Warren, and he says, did she do a tribal Indian dance for them in celebration? And because KPD is is so internet deficient, he takes out his, he does not a screenshot, he takes out his goddamn cell phone and takes a picture of his computer, knowing that the guy will probably delete it after he shames him. And then tweets it out. It's like, oh, here's what you said. The guy said, did she do a tribal dance for them in celebration? Which to me, it's not even racist at all because this woman lied about being Indian for how long? That seems a lot more racist than a guy mocking her for being racist. And it's, now it's, he's trying it, to get him fired. The Liz Warren thing is always funny because they don't know how to handle it. Like they they get they go nuts when Trump calls her Pocahontas. They tried to cover for her. They lied for her for years. She got caught. She lied about her ethnicity for decades. She made a million, made millions, got a Senate seat. Under false pretenses, what she did was as 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 underhanded and scummy as it gets, and yet they want to blame the guy that gives her a nickname, you know, 
or makes yeah. a, a joke. She's the one that said she was Indian when she's not. And the Globe, it it, it frustrates Globy so much because that's their hero. They they adore Liz Warren, and they know that other people don't. You know, like that she finished third in the primary in her home state, despite the Globe lying about her and helping her as much as they could. I love when when, when I love when it, the, this topic becomes Pocahontas because they can't handle it. And no, they can't. But back, I mean, that's. Whatever it is, the point is that this guy with this influence in this platform is using it to try to get some guy, some hardworking guy from Malden, a football coach who's probably well-liked and well-respected. He wants him fired. You know why? Because this is a class issue. These people like Kevin Paul DuPont are unloved. They've never created anything in their entire lives that that makes them feel satisfied because nobody actually cares. Anybody could do Kevin Paul. Anybody can cover the beat for the Bruins on the Boston Globe. So you're not special for doing that. Meanwhile, this guy he looks at this guy, this blue collar guy from Malden, who probably thousands of kids over the years have looked up to this kid as right. like you know as a role model, and that's why Kevin Paul Dupont really hates him. That's why oh. he wants him fired. And ironically, this guy at Malden probably has less job security than Kevin Paul Dupont because six months ago, Kevin Paul Dupont was calling for murder hornets to kill peaceful protesters. Right. He he's, he's another one of these people who's a okay if you're out there, you know, rioting, looting, you know, for BLM. That's okay, but he was very upset that people had a protest at the state house, begging for the uh, for the governor to let them go back to work and let them open their businesses. He hates that. I mean, he's such a pampered puke. Here's the real uh, the, the real basis for his frustration. You know, lots of hockey fans, right, Turtle Boy? You're a blue collar guy. I'm blue collar. You know, guy. lots of Bruins fans, right? I know some. Yes. Do you know any right. of them? Who reads the Boston Globe? Do you know one Bruins fan who reads the Boston Globe? No, because you can consume information on the Bruins for free in other places. Right. And I mean, you would, I, most Bruins fans wouldn't be caught dead buying a Boston Globe and they certainly wouldn't subscribe to it. So he's writing for nobody. And it's, and he's, you know, 65 years old or whatever he is. And he's at the end of the road. And when they go back to playing, he's going to be in, you know, Edmonton again on a, on a Wednesday and, in February, it's just a dead end. It's 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 meaningless. His existence has has no meaning, and it really really frustrates him. That's the the real problem for someone like Dupont, and he wants to ruin the life of this hardworking hockey coach because that's you know all he's got left. I mean that's that's all he's you know living for at this point. It's pretty sad. Turtle Boy, you didn't embed my favorite tweet during that interaction was when somebody from Malden Catholic agreed with KPD. So he quote tweeted it and said, thanks a lot, Jimmy. Uh, like, oh, I missed very that. Poor look. Yeah. So he's like, not only is he just doing it himself, he's he's quote tweeting people who agree with him then to just complete. Yeah. I mean, it's that, the same premise, but just that that is the worst when people do that. When you get yeah. somebody that, you know, tweets at you like, thank you. I really like this piece. I really enjoyed this piece. And then they retweet it. That's like a humble douchey way of just bragging about yourself but it's okay because someone else is bragging about you you're just retweeting them what a self a pretentious douchebag he's done nothing he's got 45 years at the globe name one thing he's famous for one thing uh you can't well there was that time he wrote that story about the uh the the third pairing defense pairing oh, yes. Did a hell of big, a job. yes in that yeah. second round playoff series against uh the islanders in uh, i think it was in 92 they the yes. defense pairing they really buckled down he said that they you know they 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 grinded 
They did. Yes, That's they did to keep keep pucks pucks on net out of the zone. Yes, they put some pucks on net. Passes. The, yeah. Bruins, the Bruins just this last playoffs had a pretty compelling story, right? Their starting goaltender had some kind of meltdown or family, whatever it may be. But I don't remember one thing KPD had with that story or one thing. See, that would have been interesting, getting yeah. to the bottom of what the hell happened to Tuka Rask. We don't strange, know. Strange how that works. Yeah. By the way, they never covered that story. I mean, I get, there's two Globe guys. I mean, Matt Porter also covers the Bruins. We know what a fraud that douchebag is. That's true. Because that- what do they need two guys at the newspaper to cover the Bruins for, especially in the offseason? I don't know, but that, it's not going to last forever. Here's what's going to be fun. I'm going to transition to this before we wrap oh, you're this transitioning. up. You're transitioning. Okay. I'm transitioning right. because the uh, Boston Globe, uh, you know, and the Red Sox, same thing. Same. That's why you, I mean, nobody reads about the Red Sox and the Globe either because they know it's owned by the owner. The team owns the Globe. The Globe owns the team. It's, you know, not really, you're not getting uh, exactly. Uh, uh, balanced objective coverage but anyway they brought back the cheater alex cora who was everyone knows the mastermind behind the cheating of the uh 17 2017 astros they won a world series because of that he got the job in boston he brought that method to boston they won 108 games and they won a world series so say what you will about cora he's really good at what he does which is cheating which is stealing signs and somehow relaying them to hitters, it works. They set all kinds of records. Everybody knows they were cheating, except you know if you really like Alex Cora and you work for the Globe and you and you work for John Henry, you say, you know what? I don't think he did it when he came to Boston. Well, we he said don't care. this. They okay. brought him to Boston. I mean, they rehired him, and they rehired the guy. They blamed it on that guy J.T. Watkins, you know, the alleged clubhouse guy. They blamed it all on him. They brought him back too. So John Henry, it's almost fitting that John Henry and Tom Ward are two big Biden guys brought a cheater back during this this uh, week. Um, but yes, uh, two days ago, I believe, uh, when when uh, Cora met the media, he said that he didn't cheat in Boston. He said, nah, I'm not going to do that in Boston. It worked in Houston, worked wonderfully. We won the World Series. We set records, came to Boston again, won a World Series. But he said, I didn't want to do it in Boston. Here's the explanation. I'm reading Jen McCaffrey from, uh, what is she from? The Athletic. She said, I didn't, he said, Alex Cora said, I didn't feel like we needed to do something like that, honestly. I know people will not believe me, but, you know, why not bring it here? It was that effective. I don't know. I just decided in that offseason to not bring it here. We had some conversations in spring training with the GM, Dave Dabrowski, uh, I think at that point, people were starting to talk about what was going on around the league. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Um, the Red Sox organization was very loud and clear about the whole sign-stealing stuff and what happened before, uh, and they walked me through it. In those meetings, it was like, wow, I better not even try to do something like that here. <laughs> so this guy claims he came to Boston again, won a franchise record number of games just dominant he said he didn't want to do it here because you know the gm and some of the other people in boston said you might not do but you shouldn't do it there and people i assume the people in the media at the same organization by the way that used apple watches illegally to steal signs to relay signs in 2017 in 2018 said no we will do no cheating here no 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 we're the red sox we don't cheat we just win, you know, record number of games and win the World Series. But 
the guy who was the mastermind of the scheme in Houston came to Boston the next year, set all the records, and they expect us to believe he just swore off all that cheating. He went cold turkey and said, not, not me. I'm not going to cheat in Boston. They don't condone that kind of thing. Well, How- he's not going to win much current roster he has anyway so what does it matter all the trash cans in the world and apple watches it doesn't aren't matter he did it though i mean he succeeded in doing what he did, he did in the and talk and, about the uh, and i mean i i everyone knows and they, turtle boy they fired him and he says he didn't cheat so he expects us to believe they fired him for what he did the previous uh at his previous job <laughs> i mean the bottom line is like he he's going to lose anyway when he gets it. This roster is so bad and they're going to be so bad for so long that what is it? I mean, they're going to fire him right when he can't win. He's going to, he's going to win games here. Is he? Uh, I I guess not. I guess, uh, you know, he'll get his comeuppance uh, as uh, you You even want the Reds. I I almost prefer the Red Sox being bad. It's more fun because I don't want to root for them. They're such an evil, despicable organization. Right. They're, they're just, they're just not good people. I don't think anybody's really rooting from people, you know, who don't really pay attention, but if you pay attention and you understand, you know, what Henry and his, this whole crew is, is like, you, you, I mean, nobody's really rooting for him. It's amazing. They won four world series and nobody likes him. Nobody's rooting for him. They, that's why they hate Bob Kraft because people love Bob that's Kraft. Exactly it is it. strictly for jealousy that John Henry, you know, wants Kraft to crash and burn. That's why he wanted more than anything Speaking, let's bring this all full circle, Turtle Boy. That's why they did everything in their power, including petition the court to get their hands on Bob Kraft's dick pics. John Henry so, wanted. I told you people want to see dick pics. I told you. Shirley, oh, Shirley Leung does. Guys. Shirley Leung does. <laughs> she couldn't wait. She couldn't wait for the Bob Kraft dick pics. Oh, she tried. Well, you can read all about uh, Kevin DuPont, the biggest dick at the globe. That's a temporary title. Someone will knock him off from the of his perch at the globe because there's a whole bunch of them over there, and someone will uh, will wrest the title away from KPD any day now. You can pro- I can promise you that. But you can read all about what a dink DuPont is at tbdailynews.com, or you can follow Turtle Boy on Twitter, which is what again? TB underscore Aiden at TB underscore Aiden. Get him while you can. Cause he'll be banned any day now. Any it day. is amazing. You've lasted this long to be honest with you. Yeah. It's hard to rebuild. I'm not going to lie. I hate begging for like retweets and stuff like that, but it's really hard for people to find you. It's like annoying, but I retweet we'll you all the time. You, you, you do. Have... You, you, you're one of the good ones, Jerry. You're one of the and, good ones. And I don't do it just cause you know, we're friends. I do it cause the stuff you tweet and the stuff you write is just it's good journalism. You are, again, the best. You're, you might be the only journalist left in New England. Uh, you're certainly worth reading, especially because it's free. Unlike the Boston Globe, this this commenter on Facebook says the Globe on Sunday costs $6. <laughs> Did you know that? Six bucks? That's what a newspaper costs? It's, that's what this guy says. I mean, I can't believe And Can you believe anyone would go in a store and buy the Sunday Globe for $6? My kids don't know what a newspaper is. Like, they were watching Peppa Pig the other day, and the dad is re- reading a newspaper, and they're like, what's a newspaper? I'm like, oh, you're, thankfully, you'll never have to find out. It's I know, like isn't a- it amazing? I used, to read, I used to read five or six a day. I'd buy all the kind... Now I don't remember the last time I've I've touched one. You know, I, who buys I, the news? Like, who sits down in their lazy boy and reads the newspaper? People do that still? 
I will answer you. Nobody, nobody does it. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's unfortunately nobody even, and I wish I occasionally read the Herald, but nobody reads the globe anymore. It's just a little uh, vanity project for the Pazooties. And uh, I'm sure they're losing They're They're just setting money on fire every day, keeping people like KPD on the payroll. But I right, turtle boy. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, keep those family gatherings under uh, under ten this weekend. You too. I know you're uh, you got some uh, big plans, but under ten, only two hours at a time, or else you know we're calling uh, the rat line, the keep snitch line on you. In a dry place. Keep your masks in a dry place and keep those dogs away from strangers, Jerry. Anybody touch their mask more than Joe Biden? He wears a mask everywhere, and the whole time he's got it on, he's moving it, touching it, and moving it, and touching it. You're not supposed to touch your mask, Joe. That's against the rules. Don't you know that? Don't you listen to your own task force? All right. Turtle Boy, thanks, man. And thanks to uh, Shake Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to DCU. And uh, thanks to everybody uh, for listening. Please subscribe. We need you to subscribe and tell a friend. That's important. Uh, uh, anything else, Colin? what I miss? I will send both of you guys the link to Judge Janine's cameo videos because uh, I know... Oh, before, we never got to that. We'll do well, that in we next started. Yeah, before we started, you guys were requesting that. So two forty nine. it's a bargain. You know, you can get Corey Lewandowski for $70, but I think uh, Judge Janine... You're telling me someone pays 250 bucks to get Judge Janine to say happy birthday? It's bargain of the century, actually. That's what I'm telling you. 250 yeah. How much does it cost to get, like, Bobby Orr? Uh, that's a good. I don't think Bobby Orr's on on uh, cameo. Unfortunately, we should get him on. Corey that. Corey Lewandowski, you have to pay eighty dollars for him to say happy birthday to somebody. Yes. Yep. Drew Bledsoe cost two fifty. I know this uh, YouTube channel that shall not be named that actually paid two hundred fifty dollars for Drew Bledsoe to say congratulations on eleven thousand subscribers. It's what? pathetic. I know. It's really pathetic. I, I don't know. You have to be really bad. You probably lost two kids if you did something like that. That's how bad you are. <laughs> well, you see, somebody yesterday got Rick Grinnell to wish a happy Veterans Day to William Calley, the, the, the war criminal that killed all the civilians in the Vietnam. They set him up. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> they set him up. Oh, my uncle. You know, uh, oh. uh, Lieutenant Calley, whatever, was a big fan of yours. Could you wish him a happy Veterans Day? And he did it. And he didn't know. I mean, I guess it's funny. I guess it's funny. But... That's brilliant. Brilliant. I love <laughs> but it, it. doesn't really reflect. Now you got me thinking. Now you got me thinking. I can. I would, yeah, I would definitely pay $250 to have Turtle Boy just yell at me as if I'm some ratchet. That's what that's I'd what like I'm to about. do that. Maybe yeah. I should start selling that. Like, you know, sure. give me some, put some money in the machine and I'll call, I'll just degrade you. Without a doubt. You're always looking for another angle, another uh, revenue stream. You should that's do that. Oh, uh, degrade me. I like the way you think. That's why we keep you around. There you go. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. And thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. And we will talk to you again soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.